was talking to one of my best friends last night, one of my best friends from college. We went to college together in Alabama, and we partied together. <laughs> we partied. Uh, we were roommates. We, uh, I mean, we were just partners in crime. And it's funny because now we're both 30 years old, and so much has changed since those days of we were in a fraternity together and those days of just running around doing whatever we wanted. And we were, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the proper way to say this, we were dicks. We were not nice people. Um, literally, it was all about partying and it was all about us and we knew everything. I remember we even had a class together called Cultural Perspectives. Uh, basically like a history class where you have to read and you have to read really long books that you don't want to read and I will never forget we were supposed to read this huge uh, it was like a Russian book called Brothers Karamazov and our professor shows us the book and it's like it looked like it was 700 pages long it might as well have been the Bible and <laughs> I raised my hand and I said Dr. Todd um, such a nice guy. I can't believe we did this to him. Said, uh, it's great that you think we're going to read that, but we're just not going to. And I doubt I'm the only person in this room that thinks that. So you can hate me for being the one that said that, or we can make this a really good class and maybe choose something that we actually want to read. <laughs> and, oh man. The, the the sad part is we got away with that. He did change the course. Um, but just just that kind of behavior was normal, and it's ridiculous. And we kept on partying, and I for sure kept on partying and went down a dark road. My friend um, that I was talking to last night, I'm, I promise I'm going somewhere with this, um, he became successful had a few jobs where he's done really, really well and moved his way up. And all while I was losing every job I ever started, I got fired from 17 jobs. Um, couldn't hold a relationship for more than like a month. And I became a liar, a cokehead, a full-blown alcoholic, was drinking every day just to steady my shaky hands, and a thief. I stole from people. And I just didn't see that there was anything wrong with my lifestyle. The thing that I thought was wrong is, is you. It was you who didn't understand me. And those bosses that fired me from all those different jobs, the problem was them because they didn't understand that I didn't want to work in the morning. <laughs> they didn't work around my hangovers, so the problem was them. And that's how I lived my life, and we all know how that ended. Um, it almost ended in death. I wanted to kill myself. I had nowhere to turn. I had pushed everyone away. And for whatever reason, God had another plan for my life. Um, he showed up when I needed him the most. And when I was at my breaking point, the most broken I've ever been, the only thing I could do was fall to my knees and surrender. It's the only thing I could do. And I can't honestly say that I believed anything would happen in that moment. I don't know if I did, but I had a little bit of faith. 
And a little bit of faith is all it takes to change. It's just a little bit of faith that says, God, you are God and I'm not. And I, I seriously can't do this. So I trust that, that maybe you can. Will you help me? And that's what a little faith does. And that's where the miracle, it, it left a little bit of room for a miracle to come in and change my life. And that's exactly what happened in that moment. When I surrendered to God, everything changed. But the reason I mentioned my friend is because a lot of what I do that you might not even know is I spend time on the phone. Um, I wouldn't call it counseling. It's more like just loving people. But if people reach out to me, and they do every day, all the time, on Instagram and Facebook, um, sometimes it's total strangers from different parts of the world. And they say, hey man, I'm really struggling today. Or hey man, I noticed this light about you, this energy about you. Can I have that? Can I someday, somehow, have that? And it lights me up. And that's when I send people my phone number and we just talk. Because my faith is deeply rooted in love. My faith is love. God is love. And in order for me to love, I have to listen. So that's what the majority of my conversations are, is just listening. So anyways, my friend reached out to me. He's, he's my best friend. And I don't think he's going to mind me sharing this because it's just the truth. And the truth shall set you free. But um, we talked about how he's struggling. Uh, what it's like to be 30 and feel all alone. And he's feeling a lot of those same feelings that I felt um, when I was really close to rock bottom. All those questions I used to ask myself. Why can I not stop drinking? Why am I doing this to myself every night? Why am I doing this to the people who love me the most? Why do I just keep doing the same shit? every single day. What is the point of life? Um, I'm, I just don't see a way out. And that's what, we, that's what we got to talk about last night. And it was an honor just, just to listen and to hear his honesty. And um, because I know that that is what sets people free. It's an honesty and a willingness and a little bit of faith. And I saw all those things in my friend last night. And um, I don't know. Maybe you're in that same place. Maybe you're the kind of person who feels alone. Maybe you can be in a in the most crowded place, in a mall, or in a crowded bar, and a party, the middle of a crazy party, but you're the only one there. And I remember what that's like. And it's not a good place. It's a, It's a terrible place. But we just keep drinking, and we just keep going, and we just keep holding on to whatever that little thing is that keeps us going and keeps us thinking maybe tomorrow will be different. And I'm here to lovingly tell you that tomorrow can be different. Today can be different, but it's up to you. And that's my point right now is it's great to ask for help. Asking for help is what saved my life. I had to go to recovery meetings um, every night for like a year straight, every night, every night and just listen to what other people had to say and ask for their help on how to stay sober, how to get happy, how to do all these things in life that I hadn't been doing for all those years because I was too busy being drunk and hungover. It's good to ask for help, but the change is between you and God. The change happens when you are on your knees 
and that is a vertical relationship. When you hit your knees, something happens, and I can't explain it, but every time, and this is how I start every day, is on my knees. Every time I'm in that position, it's the position of surrender to God. Hitting my knees, being on my knees on the floor, is me physically acknowledging that He is God and I am not. And that's a vertical relationship, and it has nothing to do with the things and circumstances around you or the people. It has nothing to do with me, your family, or your friends, or what other people have done to you. It is between you and God. And that, when you enter that relationship, that is when He enters your heart, and that is what allows Him and gives Him the space to move and do the miracle that you're asking for. It's crazy how it works. And it's crazy how so many people spend all their time just listening to podcasts like this or watching YouTube videos or listening to sermons or trying to find the answer in church when the answer is right there next to you. It's on the floor. It's on the ground you're standing on. I can't tell you how many times I've prayed in Walmart parking lots on this journey, like literally gotten down on the ground. And I don't care anymore who's watching because it's more important for me to have a whole a full 100% relationship with God where I can feel him and where I can hear him than to not have that. It's a lonely world when you're trying to do it on your own. And it's a lonely world when you think other people can help your problems. And it's a lonely world when you're stuck in that trap, that trap of addiction, that trap of not feeling good enough, that trap of being in a job you don't like when you have all these dreams in your heart and time just passes every single day. One of those dreams for me right now is writing a book. And last night, I just, I reached my tipping point. I said, God, you gave me this dream. You saved my life. You gave me a second chance at life. And here I am every day saying that I'm going to write a book. One day I'll be a New York Times bestseller and one day it's going to, you know, I'm going to write about faith and sobriety and I'm going to give people this light that I have, but I'm not doing it. And all I have to do is write. And the trippy part is I enjoy writing. So why am I not doing that? And I don't know. I just, I reached that point last night where I prayed and said, God, it's time. (laughs) And I could feel him smiling, saying, yeah, yeah, it is. So do it. What's holding you back? And nothing's holding me back from doing the things that I dream about. The only thing holding me back is me and my own unwillingness to not give up and just surrender. Because I know in my heart that I don't know anything, but I know that God knows everything. So when I, when I allow him to just be my life, everything works. Everything works. It doesn't mean rainbows appear everywhere I go, even though they do a lot and it's fascinating. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear it? It's good to ask for help. It's better to ask for God's help. God meets us where we are, not where we pretend to be. I love you.